Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Planet Logic. Today's episode, the best of Cardinal and Woolley from July 23rd, 2021, brought to you by True Protect at TRU protect.com. Carl and Woolley airs weekdays from 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. on Talk 1370 in Austin and Sundays at 5 p.m. on KSEV in Houston. I'm Lynn Woolley, the Secretary of Logic, and my partner is Jim Cardle, the Texas Insider. College football is in a tizzy because the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma may be about to jump to the SEC. That would form the nation's first 16-team super conference, but would leave eight members of the Big 12 behind. And Texas A&M is not happy about it. In Washington, Joe Biden's border crisis is front and center with Republicans, while Democrats consider another COVID lockdown. You're listening to the best of Cardell and Woolley on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Well, here we go again. I cannot believe we're looking at another major college realignment. Jim, uh, first we had the NAACAA. <laughs> Get this right. So you're N- talking about the NAACP. Yeah, the NAACP. Yeah, the NCAA is starting to lose its grip on college football. In fact, I'll bet you within five years there is no NCAA. And I'll now take we're, that bet. And now we're talking, well, okay. Hey, all right. this all right. is we'll starting that, that we'll, right out of the shoe. Yeah, we'll put that one up. Casey on the, Johns, you on the witness stand Texas here? and Oklahoma reaching out to the Southeastern Conference. This would reunite the Longhorns and the Aggies. And I'm telling you right now, the Aggies want no part of playing UT anymore. And I, it's one, the only thing, perhaps, I agree with the Aggies about. I don't want to ever play them again. Why? Because I... I, I, they left the conference. They left the conference because they were in a huff about the University of now, Texas. Wait a so let them go. Wooly, our friend Bobby Jenkins from ABC and you, we, we talked about that with him. Then it there isn't was, Bobby Jenkins. Then there was that Skeeter Miller with, Bar, with Hogs on the Hill. Yeah, no, Every, there's a lot of Aggies around here. Everybody wants to play the Aggie. The UT. Aggies don't. Well, that's there. That's the one that you're. The one I'm talking about yeah. happens to be the athletic director at Texas A&M. Well, maybe he they need to get to. a new athletic director. The the fans <laughs> well, I don't do. Think the they alumni think they do. do. You know, Lynn, uh-huh. the athletic director needs a new calculator. Yeah, when and you, you gotta, do the math on a whoa, 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 whoa. When you do the math on a what? UT A&M football game, A&M's gonna. There you go. A&M's gonna have to rethink that decision. They're, they're not gonna rethink it. Uh, but you just put the a, hatred that you exists just put a in Bryan College. The hatred that exists in Bryan College Station for the University of Texas is palpable. You can well, cut it with a knife. Mutual. It goes. No, both no, no, ways. no, 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 so no, no, no. You're no. The uh, Texas has absolutely. <laughs> Texas doesn't give a fat rat's rear end about what uh, happens easy, at A and M. Easy. No, they don't care. The Aggies are consumed with it. The Longhorns are not. Okay. Do they care about? The super spreader event known as the I, Texas I, Democrats. I don't know, but I'm not fleet. done with this story yet. And I want to ask you you went to TCU. Yes, I if did. If this happens, what happens to the Horn Frogs? What uh, happens to the Baylor Bears? Nothing. They just keep rocking and rolling in their own little universe. 
Lynn. Yeah, and they're going to join the Big Sky Conference, well, right? They, they can't control what UT and what A&M does. They'll have their own agenda, their own future, their own athletic directors. You cannot be this naive. Right now, they are powering lawyers to stop this from happening. I would bet you anything because their football programs are dead as far as major college football if this happens. This takes the SEC to 16 teams. That's interesting. That would be two eight-team divisions there. Tech, uh, Alabama and Auburn would move over into the other division in mm-hmm. Texas and A&M would play annually on the football field again. And then you uh, throw like on top to of do. this the cockamamie idea of athletes being able to earn money in college. Well, that's that's which a, is absolutely ridiculous. That's the subliminal part and of this. And then you're looking at a super conference having super spreader events this fall. Well, I, I'm I'm tr- I'm I'm not getting into covid with this 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 is way above the covid well thing. i was just kidding on but, that one but, but the uh, previous jimbo one fisher when asked bluntly said i don't know what i think about this good for him he's a- actually offering an honest answer athletic director see. ross Love jimbo fisher ross bjork said the aggie stance is clear a&m wants to be the only program from the sec in the state of texas he said there's a reason why texas a&m left the big 12 the way the Big 12 was operating, and the governance. He's lying there. The reason that Texas A&M left the conference is two words, Longhorn and Network. Yes, it was. You're right. When and that's why Nebraska is in the Big companies 10. companies started coming on, and there were independent Longhorn Network type. The SEC has a network. The, the SEC Big has, a network. has a network. The Big 12 does not the have Pac-10 a network. The Pac-10 has a network. Yeah, but, but, I mean... Only one other school that I can think of has its own network, and that's Brigham Young. And they're not in it. They're not in, I involved. Bet they're playing in this. a lot of football on that network, aren't they? Well, maybe they. But are. you're right, Lynn. It's but all about chasing the, the almighty dollar. And I, I, I just I, I, still I don't know. For it, the, the days Texas that Earl would, Campbell was running through the through the um, secondary, and we were all part of the same conference. Texas and, and, and Oklahoma would get about another eleven million dollars a year out of this. To answer oh, your question. that's just for starters. There'd be more than that. Oh, there probably would. They'd get but that much from you and your business and your family going to the sky. That depends box. on the eyes of Texas. That too. If they get rid of the eyes of Texas, I'm going to give up on college football. I that, know. That's just me. Yeah. I don't care about it anymore. If I can't have my traditions, I don't care about it anymore. That's why we're spending the first 10 minutes of the show today talking about all this. No, it's case. because it affects Austin, Texas, perhaps more than any other place in the country. Oh, but it also oh, but it also affects other places like, uh, let me see, Bryan College Station, Fort Worth, Waco, Lubbock. Gotcha. Now you've got my attention. You know who Kirk Bowles is. <laughs> I do. The statesman. That's right. Sometimes writes sports <laughs> authority and writer, yes. Get this tweet. Are you ready? Okay, I'm sitting down. Prominent Big 12 source tells American statesman the Texas OU move to the SEC is almost done. Oh, for Quote. My word. Yes, <laughs> keep it going, Casey. Love that. The music. Aggies are the Aggies are apoplectic right now. They can't believe this happened. It all happened behind their back, and that's a fact. Well, that's a problem. If anything happens behind your back, all you right. Here's concerned. the quote. We don't know who said it, but they've been working on this for a minimum of six months, according to this quote in, embedded in the tweet. And A and M leadership was left out of discussions. Wasn't told about it. The move could become official in one week. Wow. And, and uh, are they're we moving to the SEC? That's a big problem for the current division they're in. 
But I tell you, Lynn, do you know what the most successful football program in the state of Texas is right now? TCU. Exactly. TCU. Then I would say arguably second, maybe A&M. Mm-hmm. Certainly they came in the top five last and now year. Does, and this do, is going to bring, bring back the games against. Well, A&M last o, year. Yeah. O-U you got to give the Aggies credit. For last year, my gosh, they ended up the season as number four. Jimbo Fisher's got them on the move. Yeah, yes. Jimbo Fisher apparently is a good coach. Do you hear that music? No, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying not to. Does this does band. this make things very much more plain when we were trying to get? Uh, we, we talked about Brigham Young. Oh, we yeah. talked about Cincinnati. We talked about Central Florida, South Florida, even the University of Houston. All having to realign. Everybody yeah. was trying to get into the Big Twelve, so it would be twelve again. Yes. And I said, don't do that. If you're going to do it, bring in four and have make make it the Big Fourteen because. This is the trend. Yes. If we had done what I said and brought in those four teams, the only one that's even remotely a marquee name was Brigham Young. Yeah. And it hasn't won a lot in the last several years. There weren't there aren't any marquee names left to get. Well. So Texas and Oklahoma are the two marquee names in this conference, and they can go to any conference they want to, which makes me ask the question. Why aren't they going to the Pac-12 instead of the SEC? In the Pac-12, they'd have rivalries with people like UCLA, Washington, Southern USC, Cal, yeah. yeah, and Stanford. Uh, it's uh, it's a much better fit for Texas and Oklahoma because, and well, I know, I I know this doesn't. Question. Well, I, let me finish the point. Okay. This is the the presidents of UT have never wanted to go to the SEC because they say it's an inferior conference academically, and that the Pac-12 is a much higher, and so is the Big Ten, a much higher respected conference based on the schools that are there Uh, academically. Now, that doesn't have a damn thing to do with football, but, you know, UT presidents and other presidents think about things like this. Or here's the real answer to your question. It doesn't have a darn thing to do with money either. Well, that's, that's the thing. Look, here. they had a, the, all the the other eight schools had a conference call last night, according to Ralph Russo, the AP college football writer. This all is, could come down. They're going to try to make it costly for Texas and Oklahoma to leave. Look, if Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve is now the Little Eight. Yeah, Casey Johns is our local sports expert here, having run Fan Stand for years and. Casey, you know the A&M network. Uh, what do you think? What's your analysis? I'd be curious not to put you on the spot here, but I am. Yeah, I mean, so far the gut reaction from the Aggies, I think some are in favor of it. Ross Bjork at SEC Media Days a couple of days ago basically said, no way, not going to happen. Uh-huh. But obviously based on what Kirk Bowles is reporting this morning over at the Statesman, it sounds like this might have been done without the Aggies knowing about it or their consent. And the fact of the matter is, at least what we've heard from the SEC and what's in the SEC bylaws is 11 of the 14 teams have to approve it. So Ah. A&M could be one of the three on the outside looking in there that if 11 of them go for it, well, it could be unanimous except for A&M. And and, and the other thing to note, too, the interesting kind of poison pill, if you will, that was put in to the Big 12 the last time all this conference realignment and shakeup happened is the schools had to give their TV rights to the conference. So the Big 12 owns Texas's and Oklahoma's TV rights through 
the end of the, I believe it's the 24 season. All right. So anything we're talking about here would not happen until the 25, I believe the 25, 26 season, maybe the 24, 25 season. And who says we're not a well-rounded show, Lynn Woolley? Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to tell you, I disagree. Was that good I dis- I dis- stuff no, right there? Oh, hang on. I disagree with some of the thought processes that are coming out in some of these articles, though. We know beyond a reasonable doubt that the University of Texas, which cares about which tears up, cares about money in the long run, does not care about money in the short run. They could join the SEC today if they wanted to because what they spent to get rid of Tom Herman and bring in Steve Sarkeesian, if that's any indication, they will do what they want to do. They're the richest college football program in the country, the and they will the do what they want to do. And and absolutely. I mean, in, in the words of the famous words of Red McCombs, all the money that's not in the Vatican is at UT. So, yes, I mean, that is that is absolutely true, and they could absolutely buy their rights back from the Big 12, but that's going to be a big check. Well, it's going to be a big check, but they've got the money, and, and, and there are people out there that wear burnt orange shirts all the time who have bigger checkbooks than Wooly and Cardle do. And we'll write them the money to pay that off. Speaking of checkbooks. They check- won't even have to sp- find the money. Speaking of checkbooks, have you bought your season tickets yet? Are you back uh, in the fold? No. Are you still I'm, I'm, talking I'm not, about the eyes of Texas? No, I'm not in the fold until we see whether, if, if they're going to let critical race theory and social justice warriors who don't know what they're talking about get rid of our finest UT traditions. I bleed burnt orange, but I am I am embarrassed that my university, you you started me on this I rant. Did. This Lynn Woolley rant is brought to you by, there's got to be a sponsor here somewhere. But but I am embarrassed that my university has critical race theory throughout and that we would even listen to anybody that wants to get rid of the eyes of Texas. And I, I and I beg President Jay Hartzell to get this university back to being a conservative campus where people can have free speech rights and learn true history and not worry about the color of well, people's skin. You, and then let's get out there and, and uh, let's buy the Southeastern Conference if that's what we're going to do. Okay, you and hundreds of thousands of other alumni are begging for that. I got to... We got a minute and a half left here. I got to speak in a money, Lynn. There's a lead story in the Wall Street Journal today entitled The Tale of Two Recoveries. Our liberal friends like to say the U.S. is experiencing a two-track pandemic recovery. Unemployment came out the other day, and guess what, Lynn? The states run by Democrat governors are experiencing, continuing to experience high unemployment. The states run by red governors are continuing to experience a declining unemployment rate. We've talked about the incentive the federal government's offering to keep people on the government hind end. Is this mere coincidence? Uh, well, no. Uh, you know, we've got a Democrat. Democrats are famous for tax and spend. And when, when Biden comes into office, and I have to say, my biggest disappointment in Donald Trump never was his tweeting. My big disappointment in Donald Trump was the fact that he never took on the national debt. And yes. the deficit. He liked to spend. Anybody that's in power likes to spend. And, and by now the way, COVID's coming back around. And by it's the way, all going to be on our, our plate. What partner of yours on the morning show said that I smell a rat in this a Governor Whitman kidnapping? Do you remember that story? Yes. You know who, who planned the kidnapping? Uh, the FBI. The FBI. The guys who said somebody else did it's it. It's informants planned the kidnapping. There's a swamp, Lynn. There's no uh, doubt about yeah, it. You got that right. You're listening to the best of Cardle and Wooly on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas.
What do you make of evil clocks that want to kill you, a super smart cow that moves once for no and twice for yes, a radio station managed by the devil himself, or a heavenly doorway to visit your deceased friends and family? This is Lynn Woolley. You'll find all this and more in my new book, The Clock Tower and Other Stories. Order a copy now at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or abebooks.com. The Clock Tower and Other Stories. All right, well, is this uh, story about Texas and OU possibly skipping over to the SEC, which which I oppose for a number of reasons, but meanwhile... Crazy times. Meanwhile, Jim, we've had another kneeling situation. And the female, the United States women's soccer team opened the Olympics already with a 3-0 curb-stomping loss to the soccer powerhouse of Sweden. Yes, more kneeling. They are totally distracted. Congratulations for the... For the captain of the team there to get everybody thinking about social wokeism and reimagining America instead of playing, man, Americans, we want Americans are seated number one. We want them. We want them winning the gold medal, and if they don't do it, it's a total injustice and a misappropriations of dollars being spent for. U.S. athletics. Oh, how Olympics. long has it been since the Olympics were actually about a, a, a really interesting, entertaining, nice competition between nations as opposed to a political platform? Well, I can't remember four years ago, but I think four years ago was okay. Maybe you're going to come up with another number, oh, but I don't I'd know. say, I'd four say years it's been ago. decades. Now, everybody remembers the clenched fist of the 1968 Olympics. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But I think the, the Olympics last year four years ago or two years ago for the winter olympics most of them are pleasant it's just now in this age of wokeism after the democrats have realized the liberals particularly have realized that their agenda is in danger and that the republican movement the conservative red-blooded american voter carried the day last election other than donald trump losing that they're scared and they're trying to execute and now everybody's facing it and totally consumed with woke culturalism. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, if I hated this city, if I hated this radio station uh, or you or anything about this hate, job, hate, hate. then I should not be here. Yes. I don't believe but but obviously I love being here. It's why I'm here. We have more I would fun under, than you can shake I would, a stick. I at. would think that these female athletes had trained and trained and trained, that they wanted to play in the Olympics. They wanted to do their thing. They wanted to bring home a gold medal, which they did not come close to doing. And that they did it on behalf of their country. No, they did it in spite of their hatred for their country. And I think think in the Olympics, certainly even more than the NBA, which is a league I ignore to the best of my ability, (laughs) and the... um, Because you're watching tennis, yes. Well, I love tennis. Yes, I know. And the NFL, which I don't follow anymore at all. But those are those are businesses, Mm -hmm. Jim. Those are freaking businesses. Great point. And they're 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 businesses that we make successful by either watching them on TV or going to the games. But the Olympics, you're playing for your country. So can you explain to me how somebody could be so duplicitous, so dishonest as to put that American flag on and go play in the Olympics? and then go over there and protest your country. Well, to be honest, I really can't because I don't understand it. Just think about in previous Olympics when people like George Foreman that was on social media in the last week carrying the flag around the boxing ring and bragging about, talking about he was so proud to represent his nation in the Olympics back in the 70s. Most at, it, and, it, and it goes across 
demographic lines and racial lines, all, I, I say virtually all is a better qualifier, athletes representing America have been proud to do so up until the last two years when liberals have decided to tear this country down in the classroom, tear it down at the police force, tear it down with the coronavirus voting apparatus, and everything, as you say, focuses on the word hate, and social systemic racism is a figment of their imagination that the media is facilitating. I think we've scored the lottery by living in this country, to be honest with yeah, you. And well, I think most people look, representing us at the Olympics feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, I think so, too. Of course, and, the attention will be on the squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe I, in loyalty oaths to America, but I'm beginning to believe in a loyalty oath to not dis, to use their word, your country while you're playing for your country. You just you think for Pete's sakes that if we're in this for the love of sport and the, and the Olympic spirit, that that would be maintained. But no, everything's got to be consumed and nothing's off limits when it comes to being a woke racist. All right, I'm thinking that there's going to be basically three uh, issues coming up in the midterm elections. One is border security. One is spending and inflation. If there's a third, it's probably wokeism and critical crime. race theory, uh, which leads to more crime because of defunding police. Mm -hmm. There was a, a, a very contentious exchange with Lindsey Graham and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack this is over the issue of undocumented immigrants. That would be illegal aliens, to be a little bit more specific, Record numbers right coming now. across the southern border. In cut one, Graham says to Vilsack, what is the status of the southern border? Notice Vilsack can't answer a simple question like that. Cut one. Uh, is the southern border secure? I think it's fair to say, Senator, that there are ways in which we can improve. Uh, no, that's not the question. Is it secure? Well, uh if you can't figure this out, no, no, no. is that a hard question? Well, it, 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 it can be a hard question. Well, it's okay. not today because well, a million people came across at all-time highs with no end in sight. <clears throat> if we legalize one person under this program, which I've been historically for, how will it affect uh, border security? Will it be a run on the border? I don't believe so. In fact— You don't believe so. You no, don't believe the, the that reason, if we give legal status— to hundreds of thousands of people without first securing the border, there won't be a rush on the border? I don't believe so. Well, there is a, he's either lying or he's in denial. And then Vilsack is asked why he doesn't see a run on the border if we grant amnesty, cut two. Well, in large part because the people we're talking about within the ag workforce are people that have been here for a long madness? period of time. Do you understand pull factors? I understand the nature of this workforce. I also understand the Do you nature understand of the that if you give legal status to one person without first securing Senator, the border, you're going to have a run on the border 10 times worse no, than I don't believe so, You Senator. don't believe that. No, I, and the reason I don't is because I think the primary— I, I just think that's ludicrous. I think I've been involved in every immigration bill there has been, and we always secured the border first because of this very reason. You don't give amnesty and hope people won't keep coming. You secure the border, then you provide legal status. We're doing it ass backwards. Yeah, well, I think you secure the border and you deport those who came over illegally. I disagree with Lindsey Graham on that. Well, don't get into semantics, but, Lynn, what he said. The question is, is the southern border secure? This Democrat member of the Biden administration 
says he, he waffles. Lindsey Graham appropriately says, if you can't figure this out, and what I was thinking when this Democrat ag secretary was talking. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you're a lying dog face pony soldier. Well, that's exactly what he was doing. I mean, they had him prepared. No, he, he doesn't see anything. It's like Biden. Remember the clips we ran yesterday? Inflation? What inflation? But Joe Biden uh, said in, when illegal he ran, aliens? What illegal aliens? Exactly. When Joe Biden ran to uh, in 2020, he said he's for open borders. Here yeah, we he have did. it. And, and we've got open borders, and it ain't working out. Now, at that They're same hearing, the day they took Senator that John Kennedy, who is the Republican from Louisiana, was questioning why the border isn't secure. Same hearing. He's sitting right across from that same crap weasel, uh, Tom Vilsack. Secretary of Agriculture. And, uh, and here is cut three. I, I don't completely understand it. Um, our border's not secure. It's less secure today than it was in December. I think if you go down there, you'll see that. I think we could secure it. You know, Americans have done extraordinary things. We, we, can, uh, we can unravel the human genome. You know, we can take a, a diseased human heart and replace it with a new one and make it beat. We can send a person to the moon I suspect we can secure the border. Well, we would, uh, Jim Cardle, to secure the border. Love that. You would have to want to secure the border. Yep. And Biden does not want to secure the border. And oh, in Biden, fact, they want the they adamantly want the exact opposite. They do, and they don't care about COVID. It's the only place where he's not harping on COVID constantly. It's all Biden ever talks about is vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But the illegals come in, they offer them the vaccine. If the illegals don't want the vaccine, they let them come in anyway. They're going to rue the day they've been ha- taking this position, Lynn Woolley. You mark my words. Lying dog face pony soldiers yep. pretty well sums it up. Joe Biden's own words coming back to Biden. You're listening to the best of Cardinal and Woolley on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Lynn Woolley for Trooper Tech. When Natasha noticed her family wasn't sleeping well, she wondered if radiation exposure could be part of the problem. Is it safe? Is it not? How do I reduce the exposure? How do I measure the exposure? So she purchased a meter. In my son's room, we were measuring at 44,800 microwatts per meter square. When you look at the independent peer-reviewed research, they are recommending below 10. So we were far exceeding what was recommended. That's when Natasha 
Natasha found TRUProtect.com. When I came across their website, I thought, okay, well, this is somebody who's created a product to reduce EMS in the home. And I thought, well, that sounds like what we're trying to do. Natasha ordered her TruProtect multi-layer shielding panels. After we had these installed, it just feels like a very peaceful, deep sleep. It's the best way I can describe it. Discover how True Protect can shield your home from EMF radiation and so much more at truprotect.com. You know, we say the border issue is going to be one of the, I think it's going to be one of the top three. I think it's going to be border. I think it's going to be spending. Inflation economics is another issue. And I think the third one's going to be all the wokeness and craziness going on in the country today mm-hmm. and whether people are tired of birthing people instead of mothers and such stuff as that. But this border thing may be number one or very close to the top. Alan Skaya uh, up at KRLD has a story out. Border apprehensions increase. Texas GOP says the issue has reached a boiling point. Here is the, uh, the, the, the interesting situation about this. We had 188,829 people apprehended along the Mexican border in June. That's a big increase, 5% mm-hmm. from May. Of those, 104,907 were expelled under Title 42. You know what Title 42 does? Yes, I it do. It stops people from diseases, communicable diseases, from coming across the border, and Biden's looking to do away with it. Oh, that's the thing that Joe Biden wants to waive. Yeah, exactly. So we're needing so to... So he doesn't care about vaccination. No, we, Lynn, he says we need to have the federal government going door-to-door vaccinating people is what he but, says. But what if we went border-to-border? But border at the same border? time, we, exactly. At the same time, we need to open our arms. And Did you see the, uh, the video yesterday on Facebook that showed Border Patrol literally opening the border gate, the, the border wall, like it was a gate, and they let in about 100 illegal immigrants that were sitting there on the other side and they were not Mexican and Hispanic descent. They looked like they were from the continent of Africa. Who knows where they were? There wasn't any breakdown or discussion into that because it was just about these border patrol people literally opening a door in the border wall, letting these people in. I'm convinced they have been instructed by the Biden administration to do so and to not do their job, which is to secure the border and keep the pandemic out of this country. All right, here's a quote from Congressman Tony Gonzalez, who is a Republican from Del Rio. Traditionally, during the hottest months of the year, immigration flows go down, but that hasn't happened. They have increased. And he's talking about getting rid of Title 42. He says if that happens, you're about to see a historic record of immigration numbers skyrocket even more. And he's calling on Congress to reject a funding measure that he says would defund Border Patrol. This Uh, is going to be uh, a gigantic issue. You know, the squad said last week that we need to not only defund, the squad being AOC and Miss JPL from Washington and... um, whoever the lady is from Michigan, we need to eliminate ICE. We need to eliminate the Department of Homeland Security. Lynn, that is a form of systemic racism in their book. At that uh, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, Ted Cruz was there too. He was lambasting Democrats for not holding a hearing about the surge of migrants at the southern border. Dick Durbin, by the way, one of the dumbest members of Congress, bar none. Mm-hmm. He's from Chicago area, I believe. He's the chairman. Here's cut four where Ted Cruz says Biden's big bad border boondoggle becoming badder. Cut four. The Biden border crisis keeps getting worse. Every day, it is getting worse. In my home state of Texas on the southern border, we have seen over a half million illegal crossings this year. 
We are on a pace to have over 2 million people cross the border illegally. And this is the direct result of decisions made by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Three decisions made in the opening week of this administration caused this crisis. Number one, the first week in office, Joe Biden immediately halted construction of the border wall. Number two, he reinstated the failed policy of catch and release. And Cruz says reason number three is the biggest of all of them. Cut five. And number three, most indefensibly, he ended the incredibly successful Remain in Mexico international agreement. Remain in Mexico was an agreement President Trump negotiated with the government of Mexico that said that those people who cross into Mexico illegally would remain in Mexico while their asylum cases are pending in the United States. And it worked tremendously. Last year, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. This year, we have the highest rate of illegal immigration in over 20 years. And that, of course, is on President Asterix and that woman who is serving as vice president. And Lynn Willard, do the math. Yeah, exactly. Do the math. If we're catching 2 million, as he says, we're catching 2 million and the authorities say that we only catch one out of four out of five, you're talking about eight to 10 million people. It's unfathomable for a lot of us to even grasp that number. How is that happening? Well, Cruz says it's happening because Democrats don't care about Biden's border crisis at all, and he says it here. Cut six. Talk to landowners like one rancher I know who had his ranch house broke into an MS-13 painted, spray-painted on the walls. And the answer from the Biden administration is they don't care. And I've got to say, Mr. Chairman, I'm, it, it, it is painful to say the answer from the Democratic Judiciary Committee is the Democratic Judiciary Committee doesn't give a damn. We're not having a hearing about the crisis on the southern border. This is not the first hearing we've had on amnesty. This is not the second hearing we've had on amnesty. This is the third hearing we've had in amnesty in six months. I tell you, Lynn Woolley, thank God for Ted Cruz. You can hear the seriousness and the import in his comments, and he's exactly right. This is all a sham and a joke, and it's a concern for the American public. Well, there's nothing good about this. Uh, Bringing so many people in who are low-skilled hurts people in this country. How about the COVID? They're they're bringing in disease. I know. I was going to get to that. But just think think of the people down on the streets in the tents that might actually want to work. The crime. They're not going to be able to work if Biden keeps bringing in millions of low-skill workers. There's no doctors or lawyers down here in those tents, are there? I suspect not. I suspect not, too. Yesterday, did you see that Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi has this crazy idea, in my humble opinion, to set up a special, quote-unquote, select committee to investigate the January 6th March on the U.S. Capitol, what that means is that the Democrats name a handful of people to this committee. The Republicans name a handful of people to this committee. Kevin McCarthy, the Republican majority leader, did that the other day. Nancy Pelosi looked at those people, elected officials, congressmen, and said, no, I'm rejecting two of the five that you have named, which led the Republican minority leader to yank the other three. So now... 
if you look at the Texas Insider, there's a poll here from Rasmussen that says 66% of likely American voters want an investigation of the BLM and Antifa protests, while only 49% want an investigation of Pelosi's January 6th effort. What do you think? Is, is this another instance where the Democrats are stepping in it is what I want to know. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Look, it, there's there's a couple of things here this at play. This is a play. big issue. There's a couple of things here at play. The greatest gift that Trump ever gave to CNN is this in so-called CNN insurrection on January the 6th. If you'll notice, you can tune in to CNN at virtually they're any time. They're still on it. And they're still talking about it. So Why? this is Nancy Pelosi's way of extending this story on into the midterms because she thinks it will damage the Republicans. You are exactly right. There is one little factoid that stands in her way. Little being facetious, I suspect. Yeah, it's a, it's a big molehill here. Okay. Or mountain. And that is that the only person killed there was Ashley Babbitt, and she was a protester, a pro-Trump protester, killed by a Capitol Police officer whose name has not been revealed, which is completely un-American. And the fake news continues to say that others were killed. They, I think, have the five or six people being killed. Yeah, those people died of natural causes. Exactly. And, and it, it don't may, let maybe the facts was, get in the way of the Democrats' argument, though. Yeah, man, they're talking that. about Officer Sicknick, who apparently yes. died of a stroke. Yes. It may have been brought on by the tension, but nobody killed him. But think about this. 66% of likely U.S. voters want Congress to investigate last year's BLM and Antifa destruction, and only 49% agree with Nancy Pelosi's. That's a pretty significant difference, and I think she better be paying attention at her own peril. All right, what did we say earlier? What? Three big issues in the midterms. Yes. Number one, border security. Number two, what you're talking about now, which is is the the whole pushback against uh, what I would call wokeness. I think those some of those people at the Capitol, some of those people were egged on by undercover FBI agents. Mark my word, the or FBI em- embedded Antifa. Everybody people were in there. knew about this so-called uh, yes, insurrection did. before it happened, and, and they let it happen because they wanted it to happen. And then we've also now, got increased that's crime my in opinion. all the major cities. Jim, let me say this without you talking over me, just so people understand. Okay. This is my opinion. This is not the opinion of this radio station necessarily or anybody else in the world. Oh, you That's mean, my opinion only. You mean we're an opinion show? That's we're not, right. We're not presenting ourselves I want to make to sure I make that like very CNN. clear. I think you're going to find at some point, assuming a whistleblower comes forth, that this was, was the FBI was part of this. I, I think the FBI has been corrupted. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I think it was corrupted during the Trump administration. And get this. This is what Nancy Pelosi said was her reason for rejecting the Republicans. With respect for the integrity of the investigation and with insistence on the truth, I must reject the representatives. As you and I have said, if the Democrats are accusing the Republicans of doing it, it means two things. The Republicans are not doing it, and the Democrats are doing it. If I am right. Integrity 
if I am right, mm. if I am right mm-hmm. about this, and if this investigation is real, which it isn't. Correct. Pelosi will regret she ever did it. And she's t- term limited. Don't forget that. She's already announced that she's not going to run for speaker again. There's angst within the Democrat Party is my suspicion. The third issue is spending, inflation, Biden's mismanagement of, of the budget. It's coming Spending back. Like, like drunken Democrats. Yep. There was a hearing on that yesterday. Uh, Lindsey Graham had an amusing warning, and I, I think it's 10 seconds long, so leave the mic on here. But I think that uh, it's kind of fun to listen to. Cut seven. First thing I want you to know, the same people doing the reconciliation bill are the same people in charge of the border and fighting crime. And if that, if that makes you feel uneasy, you should. Yeah, absolutely. That is beautiful. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That'll preach. we got to remember that. And then Mitch McConnell took to the lectern talking about Democrats and their malfeasance of the economy. Uh, cut eight. Look at what's happened already based upon what they've spent on a party-line basis earlier this year. A 3.6% pay increase has actually turned out to be a 2% pay cut. And the reason for that, inflation is driving the cost of everything through the roof. More broadly, they're playing Russian roulette with our economy. Russian roulette with our economy. The amount of spending and taxing and debt is really threatening the financial stability of our country. We don't tend to have play any part in contributing to this. And it's still my hope that a few Democrats may be brave enough uh, to stop this. I think it's a catastrophic direction. Well, and, and McConnell has come out and said that the Republicans will not vote to yeah. raise the debt ceiling. And they had a setback yesterday. Chuck Schumer forced the vote on the quote-unquote infrastructure bill. Went down in flames, and yet I don't think he's understood and gotten the memo or at least sees the handwriting on the wall that he's in a losing position on this. He's going to keep forcing it. Yeah, we just cannot keep spending money that we don't have and expect never to be any repercussions. And I hear people say, well, you know, we've spent, we've had deficit spending for years and years and years. I don't feel any different. But we're at a point where the deficit spending in the United States is more now than the gross domestic product of the country. Do you know how much we spend of our money in just interest on this debt? Too much. Because we never pay anything on the principal. Yep. All right, Tim Scott walked up to the lectern after McConnell talked about the high cost of gasoline, which I experienced this morning on my way to work. Cut nine. Well, the reckless taxing and spending spree needs to end, and before it actually begins with the next iteration of it, it's really important. You think about the fact that uh, on Monday, I was getting ready to head to the airport, stopped by a gas station, put gas in my truck, $2.85 a gallon. So I literally said to myself, I can't remember what it was late last year, so I looked it up. Same, same gas station, Sproul Avenue, North Charleston, $1.99 a gallon last fall. Today, $2.85. Senator McConnell said it's so important. Literally during the midst of the pandemic, since then, Americans have seen a 3.5% increase in their wages, but inflation at 5.4% is an actual reduction in the take-home pay of everyday Americans. And I think it was Monday that Biden came out and bragged about how he's brought back all these jobs and at better wages, but yet the Biden inflation 
has made a real income less than it would have been before they and got man, any kind of raise. Manufacturing in this country is still underwater on its heels. We are not coming back better. Tim Scott's a rising star. They're they're going to start coming after him because he's a black conservative. Loved what he said. Well, it's just going to be very interesting in the midterms, which could be a harbinger for the next presidential election. I'll say this. I don't think Kamala's chances are very good unless Biden um, has some kind of a uh, major health setback. Uh, So we'll see what happens. This is Lynn Woolley. You've heard me talk about True Protect and what this amazing product can do to shield virtually any type of structure from any type of threat, especially RF, EMI, EMR frequencies. This includes the upcoming 5 and 6G. This energy-saving product is what we all have been looking for in the building industry. True Protect is custom-built for each individual person, straight from the factory to your job. No middlemen needed. So if you're building a house or doing a remodel, make sure your architect and your construction company know up front that you want True Protect installed. Mike McDonald and the True Protect team in Lubbock will work with you, making sure you have the right panels in the right thickness. If you want to retrofit, that's something you can do on your own. True Protect is a DIY dream. Easy to cut and fit to your home, business, or your walk-in freezer. And we even have garage door kits that are super easy to install. Call Mike and find out more at 877-219-5616 or visit truprotect.com. Senator Ted Cruz went on with Harris Faulkner on Fox yesterday. Here's here's the thing that just drives me nuts, and it is that Biden has is a one one subject president. It's basically uh, of get vaccinated. He'll whisper it to you, get vaccinated. Exactly. Get out there and get that vaccine. We can do this, America. Yes, exactly. But he opened the border and is letting people from over 150 countries sneak into the United States. This is not the action of a sane human being, and I'm going to bring up the impeachment word. I'm tired of this guy. He's wrecking the country. At the rate of 180,000 people a month for the last two or three months, if you do the math, that means 2 million people a year, Lynn Woolley. That's like adding a major city to our nation. And then they're shipping them from the border in the dead of night, into the interior cities across this country, it's, and, and you're right, they're carrying COVID that used to be prohibited, not under the Biden administration. All right, administration. so Ted Cruz goes on with Harris Fogner. He says, Dr. Fauci has become a cartoon character, cut three. Uh, you know, at, at some point, Fauci became a, a Saturday Night Live caricature. Um, enough already with the mandates. Listen, COVID is a serious disease. We've treated it seriously. Vaccines are important. I've been vaccinated. Heidi's been vaccinated. My parents have been vaccinated. Her parents have been vaccinated. I, I think it's a good thing to get vaccinated, but, but we're seeing big government status who are wanting to mandate vaccinations, who are wanting shutdowns again, who are wanting mask mandates again. Shutdowns were a colossal failure. They destroyed lives. They destroyed businesses. And and these mask mandates don't make any sense. And, you know, Fauci has, has at this point now embraced every position under the sun on just about every issue. And then Cruz talked about Biden ending Title 42. Title 42, well, he'll talk about it in the clip. Title 42 is a major protection for the United States of America. If Biden ends it, I'm telling you, Jim, he is not serious about COVID, even though it's the only thing he ever talks about. If he ends this particular law, that's going to increase the COVID spread. Here's Cruz Cut 4. 
I'll tell you what doesn't make sense, Harris. The Biden administration is talking about wanting to end Title 42. Title 42 is the statute that has allowed uh, adults to be illegal immigrants to be excluded during a mm. pandemic. And they're wanting to release now essentially everybody. And, and given that we've been seeing consistently high rates of, of COVID infection from illegal immigrants, the Biden administration is contributing to the spread of this virus by releasing illegal immigrants against the law into our communities. And, and it's driving up the rates of COVID, particularly in, in South Texas along the border. Uh, how can you refute that? How, Jim, how can a president, <laughs> how can a president who is every time he opens his mouth, it's take the vaccine. It's just so easy to take the vaccine and everything will be okay. He opens up the border and people are coming across who are COVID positive. How is he a serious president? The number one job of the executive branch, the number one job is to enforce our laws. Follow Planet Logic for more episodes of Cardle and Woolley, and be sure to visit Jim Cardle at TexasInsider.org. For columns by Ben Barrick and me, Lynn Woolley, visit WBDaily.com and check out Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or ABEbooks.com for my new book, The Clock Tower, and other stories. Find us online at PlanetLogic.us. We're on Facebook and Twitter at PlanetLogic. Until next time, this is the Secretary of Logic, Lynn Woolley, saying be logical, take a stand for what's right, and God bless America.